excited that he desires us to be. But love Brother Ford, I'm going to come. How much, how many are you going to help him preach tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's help him preach tonight. I believe we can preach him down tonight. What do you think? I know he's long-winded, but you know what? I believe you could come with your mind made up. Some of you young bucks ought to be like some of them young deer dogs. Hey, man, I fix to show this old dog how to run. I fix to show him how to worship. I fix to show him how to preach. Come on, let's put some pressure on. That'll move God this house. Let's welcome this pulpit tonight. God bless you. What I say, brother, run, devil, run. Hey, I believe the saints of the most high God has got their fighting shoes on today. Hallelujah. Anybody ready to fight? I said, anybody ready to fight? Say, anybody got your war clothes on? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey, it's time to pick up your weapon and declare war on the enemy. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Moore. For, you know, next Sunday's my Sunday. And uh, I said, well, I'm going to slide by again. <laughs> he said, uh, my phone rang his Brother Moore. I said, oh, something's happening. <laughs> What's going on now? <laughs> something's going on somewhere. Not, I can't call Brother Moore because he's a working man. And he, he, he does stuff. And when I get you on the phone, especially Brother Moore, I'm a talking man. Because <laughs> me and him like to talk about the same thing. <laughs> and I just can't help myself. And, uh, you know, over the years, all of, not all of our questions, a lot of our questions, uh, we've learned how to deal with them. We may not have all the answers, Brother Moore, but we, we understand some things that helps us cope with those things that God didn't show us. Now, if you think that God's going to impart to you all of his wisdom, just forget it. He's not because he can't. It's impossible. You can't do it. First of all, you're not where he is. And I would say you can't go where he's been. But he's there. That's where he is. He is where he's been and he is where he's going. So <laughs> I'm going to try my best not to be real long. Okay, is that all right with y'all? Praise God. Would it shock y'all if I was 20, 30 minutes or something like that? Would it shock you? It, it would shock you. It would, it would, it would shock you. It would shock you. I, but but as, as most of you that know me, um, I tend to uh, 
lean real heavily on what the Word of God says. And I tend to take it pretty much just like it is in its literal sense because mostly that's exactly what it is. That's the way it you just got to get the mind of Christ that he can mold your mind into understanding what he's given you because it, I, it, it wouldn't matter if this was translated in one of the other versions, Brother Moore. I got the Holy Ghost. Let me say that again. I got the Holy Ghost. And when he came into my life, he opened the eyes of my understanding that I might know him. That I could walk in an intimate relationship with him if I choose. Now everything that we do is up to our choosing, right? God gave us that right. That what make, that's what makes us so unique. And so, I get started on something. It's hard for me to bypass all the good things that those easy picking fruit that's right there by it. And, you know, you, you, you say, oh, there's a big one over there. And you get that and you look, oh. And you just go back and then you come back and you go back. And, and after a while, you're still in the same place and you hadn't moved anywhere. And it's a long time later. <laughs> So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try not to be like that so much tonight. But thank you, Pastor Moore, for, for asking. Uh, you know me. You don't have to. You don't, it, he's pastor. I don't want him to feel under any kind of obligation. And uh, I know me and him's close to the same age, but he is. I'm not going to say it. Yes, I will. But he is older than I am. So he is my elder, although it's just a month and a few days. But I would like to read a verse of Scripture, not that um, it's going to. And I'll give the title later, and I'll let them put that up. But uh, if you've got your Bible so you can sit down, uh, I would like to read from Judges 6. 11 through 14. <laughs> Judges 6, 11 through 14. When you got it, say amen. amen. And I'll wait just a moment till some more of you can get it. I'm not, I'm not complaining or, and I'm not griping at anybody or doing anything like that right now. I would love for us to have a program that was a lot more user-friendly. And they, you know, they could click on it and it would just pop up just like that. Now, if we got to lay hands on that thing, let's lay hands on it or something. Because I'm like, there's sometimes, uh, you know, things may hinder the flow. Marshall, you're going to need a mic before long, son. And I hope you don't take after any of your kinfolk. 
Praise God. Now he can tell it if I can't. Hallelujah. Sister Mel, I was going to ask you, did everything go good Saturday? Did y'all have a good time? Did y'all have a good time? <laughs> Praise God. I love, love these young people that are trying to do something for God. So I think I'm going to try to help, help us all out tonight if I can, okay? Let's just read this so you can be seated. And uh, the sixth chapter of Judges. Now, your Sunday school lesson is, is about the Judges. I didn't realize that this is the next lesson. Next week, I think, is going to be. Uh, and uh, But this is something that I wrote down about two weeks ago or more. And it's something. And it's just, so let me read. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was in Ophrah, and that pertained to Joash the Abiezrite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles, which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Praise God. If you would, put your Bibles down and let's pray together and ask God to help us hear the word of the Lord tonight and help me to say what I need to say. Holy God, we love you today. We thank you for your glorious power and might and strength. God, I'm asking you to help me as a servant of the Lord. As your child, as your emissary, oh God, this day. To say, thus saith the Lord. And to, and to speak words of truth. Words of righteousness, oh God. The thing that you would have us to hear. And God, strengthen us in this place tonight. Give us a heart to believe God and to walk with you. Help me, Lord, to say something that would further the kingdom of heaven and the gospel of Jesus Christ in this last day. And give us strength in the power of our God. In Jesus' name, we praise you. We thank you, Lord. Clap your hands. Shout again unto the Lord. Give him some praise. He's worthy of your praise. Come on. He's looking for somebody to stand in the gap. Somebody to make up the hedge. Hallelujah. He is almighty. And he is everything that we need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Praise God. Praise God. If, uh, if you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't need this singing mic. I'm going to cut it off. Oh, he put the clock up back there. I told him it didn't matter. I wasn't going to look at it. 
You're not going to intimidate me. Now, y'all know I'll, I'll be a cut up a little bit anyway. Not so much when I get uh, kind of wound up, though. You know, I've heard people say that God has got a sense of humor. Now, look, I, I'm not trying to cross swords with people, Brother Moore. I, I'm not. But when I take this book and I read it about what he give me about who he is and what he is and how that I can. I don't find humor in him. I only find truth. Now you can find a lot of stuff in there. And you know I know in places said. And Sarah laughed. And different things like that. But. God wasn't being humorous in what he told her. Oh praise God. So. Uh, you know, for us to, a merry heart worketh good like a medicine. That's good for us. But, 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 but the word of God is, um, just bear with me. <laughs> I want to I get some things kind of out there. <laughs> the word of God is, it's, it's quick and powerful. And it's, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's, it's looking and it's working and it's moving and it's, it's doing things all the time. And it, it knows the hour in which we live and it understands the frame of the minds of all those that about us are. And all of the things and the devices that they're putting into effect and that they're thinking to do and trying to do, God knows uh, before they ever put it into practice or thought, the thought comes to their mind. He understands that thought already. And he, he knows before they figure it out exactly how it could possibly work. And what it is that he will do to stop it if he so chooses. So everything, uh, uh, let's look at it like this. Uh, uh, the very God of heaven that, that, that we serve and that that we believe that the worlds were framed through faith. We believe that we walk by faith and we believe in this God. And it is a, it is a foundational principle that if you don't believe God through faith, if you don't believe the worlds were framed by the word of God, you have zero chance of being saved until the light of faith comes on in your heart. And faith cometh by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. And so, uh, you know, for, for us to, to realize uh, the condition of the world we're in today, sometimes we just have to look at what we've got. And when I look at the book of Judges, Brother Moore, I see a chaotic scene. It's, it's really heart-wrenching to read the book of Judges. There's some bright spots in there. But when I look at Samson's life, I, I, I can't really. And I look at even the man we're going to talk a little bit about tonight. And I look at his life. I can't really get really excited. And when I look at Jephthah to begin with and things, it was judges. It was people to deliver them from the hand of the enemy. Although they weren't really, uh, what would you would say, uh, real Samuel-esque. They weren't Elijah-esque. They weren't Elisha-esque. 
are like. And so we find that Joshua, they're kind of, they're, 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 they're far removed from the Moses and the Joshua's that had been in their life. And, and the Word of God says that, uh, that there, became, there came a generation that did not know that did not experience the mighty power of God and the works of God. And so God set them up judges and he, he, gave, them to, uh, he gave them men in their lives to deliver them from the hand of the enemy. Well, why were they in, why, why was the enemy uh, over them? And, and how did the enemy get control uh, uh, in their lives? Well, because they done what God said, that if you do, this is what I'll do. And so he gave them over into the hands of those that they should have destroyed. And then God said, if you'll keep my commandments little by little, I'll go in before you and you will really take the land. And we can read before this said in the scripture in a chapter before or so uh, that maybe the third chapter, they were trying to take a certain land. They, it was all right on the mountain. And your lesson today said that, you know, the writer, I think, said about that, something about that, that it was because in the valleys of the iron chariots were great and mighty, but on the mountainside, they were able to overthrow them. And so they won the victory. But the reason they won the victory was that God sent his word by a prophetess and said, I'm going to go with you, and you're really going to destroy them and take them out. And so when God gives you his word, he's going to keep his word. It doesn't matter who's about what and what's going on. And so, you know, it says that they were, they had their iron chariots in the valley and they were not able to run the inhabitants out of the valley, the Canaanites. Because they hadn't done what God said to start with. And that's when they went in. Don't make a league within them nations. Says, you know why? Because you've made a league with folks. And I said, don't you do it. Get them out. Now, let me, let me, let me just say this. This, is, this has just been working on me. And hallelujah. So I just got to get it out of here. Well, praise God. And so, so what we see in our lives is if we're not careful. We'll play around with all of this stuff that we're seeing happening today and we'll, we'll kind of pacify stuff and, and hey, you're in the world, but you're not. I don't know where they got all this stuff. I, I, and I told the class, I, I don't understand it exactly how they, they were in a, a separate land in Egypt. They were separated. It, it's as though God said, I'm going to put you in a, a sanctified place, although they weren't really in the sense that you think about being pure and holy. But he had them set apart and sanctified, set apart. And they were in Goshen, but they built that golden calf. I don't know where they got that from. I don't know why they were dancing naked around that thing. I don't know how they knew all the lewd stuff that they'd done in the wilderness and just separating themselves from God after he brought them across the Red Sea but I know they found themselves there and I'm telling you today that the things that's going on in this world you don't have to rub up against them a whole lot and pacify them a whole lot somehow or another if you don't watch out what's going on around you you'll find yourself in a place you didn't think you would be and you'll be thinking it may be alright and you might be going along with some of that 
that stuff. And God said, if you go along with it, it won't be long. You'll be taking things that shouldn't be hanging on you, and you'll have it on you, and you'll take it off, and you'll throw it in the fire, and it'll become a God to you. And so, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at a man that finds himself the inheritance of God. He, he, he's the seed of Abraham. God's inheritance, if you please. If I could put it that way. God said, you are my inheritance. I bought you. I called Abe out. He, he became a friend of mine because he believed me. And because he, he took my word and he, he stepped out on it. Not knowing where he was going. But he looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. A city which hath foundations. He looked for it and he went for it because God said go. And the man went. I'm telling you today there is no such thing as faith without you going and doing. You can say I got faith and never do what God said to do but you ain't got faith you can say I believe I believe I believe but you don't believe until he sees come on now I got Bible proof I got Bible proof he told Abraham you take your son Lord it's going to be long Y'all got to help me. Lord, you got to help me help these people not to get weary. <laughs> but he told Abe, you take thy son, thine only son. Now, he had a son by a bondwoman. God didn't look at that, although he blessed him. I'm just telling you, there's power in being Abraham's seed. I don't care what it's from. I don't care if it's like the sand of the sea. But, and I don't care if it's in the stars of the heaven. And I don't care if you're Israel. There's still a way now. God's made a way. And there's always been a way God would let you be proselyted in. He's always had a way where the word of faith touched the heart. And somebody believed God. He let a Moabitess in. He'll let anybody in. He said, they shall not come. And Ruth became a part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. Now, he tells him, you go and take thy son, thy only son. I remember, Brother Nathan. And folks out there can't hear me. You can't hear it on the, on the thing later, right? If I don't hold this. Hallelujah. And uh, he said, you go to the mountain I tell you to. And he goes up there and he lays all that in order. And he says, where's the? He said, the Lord will provide himself in that sacrifice. It wasn't. It wasn't because God didn't know. But it is an example for you to know and understand about faith. It's, it's for you to understand and know that God... Is looking. And he gave him strength then for him to keep on his journey that he was on with Isaac and to finish his journey. But it wasn't until he lifted that knife and God said, Now I know that you won't withhold not anything from me. I'm telling you, if you believe God, it doesn't matter what He's asking you to do, you'll do it. But if you don't really believe God, you'll... 
You'll put your heel in the dirt and you'll stand on your own two feet. I don't believe God expects me to do that when the man of God preaches sound doctrine to you and you think you know better than God knows. Speaking to his man, you're going to die lost and you're going to find yourself dancing around a golden calf. No such thing as I believe and you won't do what God says to do, what he has to do. Now, on to my, that ain't too bad. It was after seven, right? Three after something. And uh, you need to take that thing off of there. It bothers me. <laughs> just leave it up there, brother. I'm just picking. And so I imagine, I imagine Gideon in my mind. And now we know, we've heard this story. You know how he took the 300 men and he, he won the battle. But, but let's, let's take this, this, this man Gideon. He's a part, he's part of the inheritance of God. And he's a part of the children of God. And, uh, and, and I, I see him here. And, it, and I bring Brother Moore, somebody, or a preacher somewhere. I, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, they mentioned about Gideon, about the Midianites. They come in, they cover, the Bible says they just covered everything and just stomped it down, basically. And they destroyed because they didn't want Israel to have stuff to eat. They wanted to take away stuff. They wanted to try to destroy them out of the land. And so they brought multitudes just that covered. They, the camels, they said, was innumerable amount. They couldn't even count all the camels that was up on the face of the earth. The Midianites and the, and the Amalekites and all of the rest of those ites and kites and Zerites, if you please. Hallelujah. And uh, all from the south. And they come up and come. And, and I, I see Gideon. I, I, I can just imagine having heard the stories. Not too long removed from Joshua and Moses. But quite a little while. But not all that long. And the stories because he said... We heard, I know what you said, but here we are in captivity. But, but, but I see him, but I see him. There's something about him that caused that angel, just like Noah, that caused God to come. There was something about God that he saw in the man because he dared in the face of the Midianites to go out and to glean his crops, which was his inheritance from God, and to get them and to take them back, even though he was in a wine press and he was hiding brother Moore he had the gumption and the guts enough to say this is what God gave me it belonged to God first it's my inheritance and they're not going to get my inheritance if I can help it I, I have to hide whatever I have to do I'm not staying in the dens of the mountain I'm not staying in the strongholds and hiding myself up there but I'm going to go get what I put in the ground what seed I sowed in the ground I mean that I'm going to see it come to harvest and I'm going to harvest it myself and I'm not going to let any enemy trample it down but I've come to fight and if I could I'd like to talk to you just a moment tonight about an inheritance an inheritance worth fighting for an inheritance worth fighting for hey Gideon Almighty man of valor. 
And, yeah, and I've said it before. I, you know, I don't know how many times I've told this story, and I've preached on it probably more than once or twice, <laughs> never from the same exact angle. Uh, I don't know how that happened, but it, that's the way it goes, Brother Moore. Hallelujah. It never grows old. <laughs> Praise God. But I can imagine in my mind, he said, I, I put this crop in the ground, and I'm sick and tired of that devil, that enemy, coming in and taking what I put out. I sowed the seed. I've watered the seed. I've had help. And I declare unto the Lord God, I'm not going to allow them to stomp it all down this time. And I'm not going to, hey, it's time for you to take control of what the enemy's trying to put in your life. It's time for you to stand up for what God has given you into your hand. It's God that called you out. It's God that made you an inheritance unto him. It wasn't the enemy. It wasn't your mama. It wasn't your daddy, it wasn't your grandma, it wasn't your grandpa, it wasn't your cousin, your sister, your brother, your aunt, it wasn't any of those, it was the Lord God himself. And if not, you're still lost. You don't serve him because you serve him because, just because. If you're doing it to appease anybody at any time, any form, or any measure, you're lost. That's pretty tight, Brother Ford. Yeah, it's tight. It's all right, though. It'll be all right. You'll either get over it or you won't. And you'll either repent and turn to God or you won't. But I'm here to tell you, you can sit among the people of God and you can hang on around the people of God. And I gave them a little scenario this morning. I'm not going to go through it tonight in Sunday school class. But we've seen it right here. How the hand of God works for them that choose God. Because they're really in love with Him. And line up and do. And those that really don't, they won't say. Because it's Word of God. It's like a hammer. It's like a plummet in the hand of a man of God. It's line upon line. It's precept upon precept. And it'll bash the pieces of rock. It'll bash the pieces of things in the way. And it will crush it asunder. It will move out the pottery that can't be molded. Never forget Brother Glenn Massey talking about the potter he visited when he was in Iraq. He said when he had visited him a number of days, it said that piece of pottery had worked on and 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 worked on. And worked on. He said, he, he told him, I just can't. It will not. And he, but he wouldn't give up. And he wouldn't give up. And finally, after he thought he had it, and, then it, and it just was even worse. The scar and the, and the deformity. He said that when he had worked so tirelessly, and so endlessly and so, so desirously to see that clay just come to something good because he said he was so angry that the hammer that he had in his hand, that he had always said he started beating it. Said it just beat and it beat like something going out of its mind and just crushed and he beat and he beat and he beat and he beat and then he. Took all the little fragments and scooped them all up and threw them out the back door. What's called a potter's field. There's a danger 
and hanging around the place of worship in the house of God. Brother Moore, it's time when judgments, because what happened with that first tree is going to happen in the latter house. And a nice fire fell down dead. Don't be surprised if you see some of that stuff. I don't want to fall down dead in the presence of God. And I, let, me, let me tell you something. All you got to do is be honest with God. All you got to do is be honest with yourself. And all you got to do is serve God because of God. Not because of mom and daddy. Hey, I'm, I told him this morning in Sunday school, I think uh, even again, or maybe it was mom and daddy, I don't know. I've had this stuff running around in my head like, like ping pong balls going off the walls. And, or, and, uh, and uh, you know, hey, God's going to have a church. And if you don't have it in your mind that you don't care whether mama does it, whether daddy does it, whether sister does it, whether they say it, whether they say it right, or they do this, or they do that, or they do the other, or how they look at it, and this, hey, you better have a made-up mind that thus saith the word of the Lord. That's how I'm going to stand until the heavens are moved, until all the heavens fall to the earth. Everything that in the heavens has come crashing down, I'm going to stand on the word of God. I'm not going to be moved by mama. I'm not going to be moved by daddy. I'm not going to be moved by husband or wife or brother or sister or brother in the church or sister in the church. And that's why it said of this man, as God has put him in the head, he said, you follow me as I follow Christ. That's what you look at. That is your example. That's what you follow. And as long as he's lining up with the word of God, you better be following him. As long as he's telling you good doctrine, you better be following him. You better be listening to him. And so, I digress. We'll get back to this. And so Gideon, I, I see him, Brother Moore. Woo! Hallelujah. I may hide here. He said, but I tell you what, I'm going back out there and get some more of this. And I'm threshing this weed out by wherever I can find a place because I planted it. God gave me the increase. And I'm hey, I'm telling you, it's time for you to stand up. It's time for you to say to the devil and the enemy of your soul that's tried to come in. I know sometimes he's got tears and he, the enemy comes in at night and he'll sow tears in the field. Don't worry about the tears. Just go out and get the good grain. Don't worry about the tears. Just go on out and get what you put out there. I don't worry. You know, there's some of them weeds you can like corn you can't cultivate it until it gets so big you can't do nothing with it if you don't go out there with a weed eater you can't do nothing with it because you can't go down between it with a tiller because corn has long roots now you big farmers you don't worry about that kind of stuff and I don't spray all herbicides I'm, I'm a little bitty farmer I got some roads right just a little bit right there, Brother Jerry. I ain't got 70 acres. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. But once it gets so big, I made up my mind. This guy gets my weed eaters going. I'm going to take that weed eater, and I'm going to keep some of that mess down this year. It ain't going to wrap my corn up and break it down while I'm trying to harvest some roasting ears off of it. Buying so heavy, man. I tell you, I never in my life. I couldn't believe it. Oh, man. Lord, have mercy. But the enemy, 
come in. He sowed tares. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't harvest none of them, none of them soybeans, brother Moore. When I could, early on, I pulled them devils up, though. Because <laughs> the corn was big enough, it wouldn't hurt it. But, but the Lord says, let the wheat grow with the tares, and then when the harvesters come, He'll bind up the tares and throw them into the fire. So that's what a lot of times we used to pull coffee weeds in this field up here, this 40-acre field. And we, we used to pull them every year for Huntley Green. We'd go down through every row and pull up every coffee weed in them soybeans. And we'd pull them up. And he'd gather up a bunch of them and, and burn them sometime. But that didn't work either. They'd still come up. But, but I, I see Gideon. He, 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 he said... Okay, this is my inheritance. And so the Lord sends that angel to him because there's something in the man that God sees and says, Oh, uh, thou mighty man of valor. He says, He says, uh, The Lord is with thee. He said, Me? He says, and after he's asked him about all the miracles and where are they and we've been delivered in the hands of the Midianites, he's, and the Lord looked on him and said, Go this thy, in thy might. Thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent thee? Now, how many of you have ever seen an angel? If I did, I didn't know it. Me either. How many of you think she's seen a demon? Now, don't look at your husband or wife or nothing. Like that. That's not what they're talking about. No, but for real. I'm just making it a little bit light for a second. A spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down, what the world says. Uh, but I've never seen an angel. I, I don't, I, I, but more, I don't know exactly what that might be. I don't know. But Paul did tell me to be careful of strangers because thereby some have entertained angels unaware. And uh, so that's why, you know, I, I said the other night about the young man at the store, you got to be careful how you present yourself and how you act because you're an emissary of God. And, and when... When, look, 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 look. When, when we're talking about angels and, uh, and, the, and the Word of God, and it said the angel appeared unto him. He was in the stead of the mighty God. It was God. It was God's voice speaking through something. An angelic being that Gideon could see. And the Lord said. And when they come before Abraham. And the Lord said. And the Lord went on speaking. And two left. But the Lord continued to talk. And it said. The Lord himself will this night. Pass through Egypt. And kill all the firstborn. David said he sent his angel. He sent the death angel in one place. The New Testament calls the angel of the Lord. And killed. But in Exodus, it says, 
the Lord will pass through. And the Lord passed through and took the firstborn. The angel of the Lord is the direct emissary of God. And his voice is to be heeded. One place, God says, be careful of him. He says, for my name is in him. And so he comes and he talks. And when he says, well, let me go. If you really mean this, I'm going to go and I'm going to fix me a little cake. And, and I'm going to get some flour and I'm going I'm to fix some stuff and I'm going to bring it out here. And I'm going to have some soup. And I, he says, the angel says, you can, but, uh, you know, bring it on. And he said, place it on that rock. And he placed it on the rock right there. And when he placed it on the rock, he said, the angel took the rod that was in his hand. And he touched the meat offering and he touched the other, the cake. He said, and fire came out of the rock and consumed it all. And Gideon was afraid. He said, because I've seen the angel of the Lord and I'm going to die. And God said, you're not going to die. Because I've sent you to deliver my people. And so, so we find ourselves today having been grafted in to, to an unruly tree. I'm going to try to, I'm going to shorten this up. It's not going to be very much longer. I'm going to, I'm going to get to the good stuff here in a minute, okay? Hallelujah. You say, well, Brother Ford, I don't know if you got ever have any good stuff. You just doom and gloom. Hallelujah. But, uh, but, uh, but it says that when he departed outside, again, perceived that it was, he said, alas, but I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. He said, peace, fear not. He said, you're not going to die. And they called the name of that place Jehovah Shalom, which is the God of peace or the Lord of peace. And, uh, and you know the story then, he put out a fleece and, and he went down to the host and, and God let him know. He let him know that, yes, yes, I kept, he kept reassuring, he kept reassuring uh, Gideon that, 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 that he would indeed deliver his people from the hand of, of all the Midianites and, and the kings of the south and all of them that had gathered around about them. Now, God didn't call. I mean, he, he granted us in to, and if you look, let me just finish Judges just for a minute. If you look at Judges, this book ends up so horribly in a sense. Brother Moore, it, it's sometimes it's hard for me to, to wrap my head around what happened to the man's concubine and then how a tribe was almost completely destroyed out of Israel. The tribe of Benjamin. Because of dastardly deeds. Now here again. Again. After Sodom and Gomorrah. That bunch of people. Had it in their head. When that man came in. To that place. I think it was Jabesh. Or where. Anyway. Says. That man. And he had a concubine. And this old man that took him in said, don't abide in the streets. Uh, don't, 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 don't stay out there. And uh, he said, you bring him out that we might. Let me. 
Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be threading on thin ice right here. Let me tell you something. You mamas and daddies, the Bible, the Word of God says you train your child up in the way they should go. And you walk by them in the way. And you talk with them in the way. And you teach them all the day long. And you let them know, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And you, you teach them the statutes and the principles and the doctrines of God. And you let them know the law of God. And you, it's paramount, mamas and daddies, that you understand that the, the, the welfare and of your children depends upon you. And it depends on you hearing the word of God. And I'm telling you, you keep an eye on your babies. And when you see things that don't look right and don't seem right, don't you sit around and wait because you're afraid to hurt somebody's feelings. You're hearing Brother Ford right now. You hurt their feelings. And if they get mad, let them get mad. They get mad at God too. If they get mad, they can get glad in the same clothes they got mad in because I'm telling you it's not worth letting an enemy come in and sow tears in your field when you know they might be up to it and I'm telling you I don't meet bring them to me you brother Moore if it's okay for them to bring them to me then let them so they bad past you and you won't have to be on you it'll be on my shoulders let me handle it Brother Ford, you really mean you think you bad. No, no, I'm just going to stand firmly on the word of God. It's your duty. Yay. It's not your right only. It's your duty to protect your children and keep them under the nourishment and nourishing admonition of the Holy Ghost. Now, God called you into this fight for you to win. And, uh, I mean, they finally, that old man says, brother, he said, don't do this thing that's so vile. A thing so wicked has never, ever been for them to say that it's okay for that lifestyle. They don't read the word of God I read. He said, don't do this thing that's so wicked and so evil. No such a thing has ever been heard in Israel before. And then they still abused a man concubine until she died. And he cut her up in 12 pieces and sent her out to the coast of Israel. And they come and they, all of Israel fought against Benjamin. Because Benjamin wouldn't give up the men that created the thing to start with that done the dastardly deed. They wouldn't give him up. I'm telling you, you better not be hiding things that you know that God don't like. You better get that stuff out in the open and you better let God help you deal with it. Don't you harbor those things in your heart, your spirit by yourself. You're not big enough to handle some things by yourself. Turn it to God. Turn it to God. And if you gotta have your pastor's help and you're embarrassed, it's alright. This man won't never tell anybody but he'll help you pray and God will deliver you if you want it do you hear what I said he will amen preach it brother and so we were grafted in Pastor Moore they they were unruly they were the natural olive branch, and we were wild, and, and, and the Lord saw fit to call us. And, and so 
through Jesus Christ, we have we've become the beneficiaries of uh, we've become the beneficiaries. Uh, could y'all get the next one up for me? Put Ephesians up there for me, please. Um, and so we become the beneficiaries of the inheritance. In one place, uh, of the inheritance of the saints in light. Uh, which one was that? And bid partakers, Colossians, I believe it is, uh, 1 and 12. It says, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the saints and of the inheritance of the saints in light. Well, praise God. And so God has, uh, has granted us in a, a, a wild tree and, uh, and, and, and placed us in the kingdom of God and has given us certain unalienable rights. Yeah, hallelujah. We who were aliens and pilgrims from God now have become the chosen apple of his eye. Well, hallelujah, because we have believed that form of doctrine by faith. And we have, you know, by grace are you saved through faith, right? It is the gift of God. What is the grace of God? But you can't get to grace without faith. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And his faith moved him to build the boat. But evidently there was some faith there to start with because God saw the faith and knew that the grace of God wouldn't be uh, thrown out there to no avail. It wouldn't be uh, wasted on Noah. <laughs> it is the gift of God. It is, a, it is a favor granted that you're not worthy of. And when you look at the man Christ Jesus, you're looking at grace in the face. And we behold his glory as from faith to faith. And also grace to grace. Quiet grace, grace to it. But anyway, I, let me go on. And so have we got it up there? Okay, we got Ephesians up there. Ephesians number one, chapter one, verse one. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. To the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. A lot of people, they'll read this stuff and they get tricked up and tripped up and all that stuff. And I don't have time. It's 742. And I don't have time. But I really want to go into uh, about that, about the blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. Hallelujah. It's the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That was the Holy Ghost. That was God, the Father, the Spirit. Right. Hallelujah. Praise God. Three persons? Well, two of them's fighting over the sonship, or who, who the daddy is, fathership of the son. Hallelujah. I'm not going to get in. But bless. And then it goes on. It said, according as he had chosen us. Everybody say chosen. In him 
before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. Now God done this by Jesus Christ. What did he do? He adopted us into the family of God and made us his children. One place it said we're heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. Then it says, let's go on. According to the good pleasure of his will. Now, I don't want to get into predestination and all that, but let me just get to the main gist of this. Look, what I'm wanting to know, really what I'm really wanting to know is what I said when I very first time I got up to the pulpit tonight. How many of you are willing to fight? And how many of you are ready to fight? You know what I think God's wanting, all He's really wanting? It's to find somebody, some young men, some young women, some young people, some young boys and girls that'll say, I don't care what the status quo is, and I don't care how they look at me. They can look at me askance if they want to. They can look at me sideways. I told them about the lady when I used to work at the, at, at the warehouse where, where the friends of Bradford and the folks that owns this all this land, the, the heirs of the of the of the Dantzler property. Uh, one of their warehouses, I used to work over there ever so often, and, and it would just be rows, you know, live, far from here to the back, uh, probably further than back of the thing over there, would be just a row stacked of, of craft paper when we used to have the craft mill too. And then all of that was paper that they used in magazines and notebooks and printers and all that kind of stuff. You know, glossy paper, just rough paper, every kind of paper you can think of paper, except there was no tissue paper over there. It was all craft paper. And uh, I, I told her I didn't have a television. And I told her we didn't do so. I got to telling them about, about the God that I know about how holy he is and what he really expects us to be and for us to keep ourselves from being so intertwined and entangled in worldliness that we keep certain things out of our homes and away from us. I said, so when I go home, I'm in my sanctuary. I'm in a place of peace. I'm in a place, oh Lord, help me, Jesus. Hallelujah. I go home. It's a place of comfort. It's a place where the Spirit of God abides. It's a place where I don't have to worry about the things that they're saying and the things that they're doing. And I'm not bombarded with lifestyles that are outside of the Word of God, bombarded my mind and my senses, so I don't have a television. And I would catch her way on that other end every once in a while. I would see her. Never heard of it. I, my world, my world don't comprise of a godly lifestyle. I know about God, but I don't really know God for myself the way this book says. Let's read. Let me finish this chapter. But I, let me ask a question. Let me ask you a question. 
How many of you have made up your mind, young people, young men, young ladies? Okay, let me, let me make it easy for you. Anybody under 40 years or 45? Let's say it that way. Uh, 50. Anybody under 50? Have you made up your mind? Have you made it up in your mind that I'm going to fight for my inheritance? That I'm not going to let the enemy steal what God's given to me? What I've got a right to? Oh, come on. I don't think you really know what you've got a right to. Let's read. Let's keep on reading. I don't think you really understand sometimes. I think we forget what it is that God has given to us. Having predestinated us unto him, to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, unto God, that is, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. In other words, he's made us where we are. The Again, here it is, the apple of his eye, if you please. We are the accepted. That means you are the highly favored in Mary. Hallelujah, if you please. If I can put, you are highly favored. You are, you are adored, and you are priceless, and I brought you in. You are accepted in the beloved in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Would you come to the music and help me out a little bit? Somebody just play something up. Uh, just whatever you want to because I'm fixing to wind this thing up. Hallelujah. It's been too long. It took longer than I thought. I, this, I've, been, I've only been up here 10, 15 minutes and it's been 40. Hallelujah. 49 up there. Praise God. You know, sometimes I hate a clock. Hallelujah. Hey. Brother I want to be like God. I want to live outside that rig. I want to be standing out there looking at it and say, what is that? He knows what it is because he gave my man the wisdom to build that stuff and to, and to figure all that out. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. But listen, listen what it says. To the praise of his grace, and the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the blood, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us. In all wisdom and prudence, that's moral godliness of mind and thought and living. Hallelujah. Prudence. Come on now. Come on now. Having made known unto us the mystery. Come on. He's made known. Listen to what it's saying. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he hath purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ. In one in Christ. Both which are in heaven and which are on earth even in him hallelujah in whom also we have obtained an inheritance everybody say inheritance I've got an inheritance hallelujah being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will remember I said he don't need your help he don't need your counsel he don't need you to help him out with what he's wanting to have done in this world or in your life all he wants is for you to say, here am I, Lord. Samuel said, here am I, Lord. Will you be a Samuel? Will you be a Gideon? Will you fight for your inheritance? Let me read. That we should be to the praise of his glory. Oh, I didn't read all that other, did I? 
And then we also have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his, yeah, did, of his own will that we should be unto the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ in whom ye also trusted. After that ye heard, oh, here it is, the word of truth. Are you reading it? Are you seeing it? Had you, are you getting a hold of it yet? Had you received the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation? I don't know how much more we can say it, brother. I don't know how many times you're going to have to say it, but I'm glad you keep saying it because I wanted to get down in here. I wanted to be stronger. I wanted to be rooted even deeper. I wanted to be in there where nothing can get it out. That even if I lose my mind, it can't even, it can't even pull it out. It can't make it anything but what it is. The holy, undeniable power of God. I don't mind telling you that somehow God gave me a backbone like a saw log when it came to truth and the Word of God. I may not be doing it all just like I need to, Brother Moore, all the time, but I'm going to tell you what. I'm not giving in, and I'm not counting myself as something I ain't and making everything all right that I do. It ain't all right. You better hit your knees in repentance. You better be talking to your God. You better make sure you're making things right with your maker and with your brother and with your sister. Hey, you better not leave here with something hanging on at the altar. You better leave your gift when you come to bring something that God, you better leave it at the altar and be reconciled to your brother and to your sister. Because if you know there's a thing, God's going to require it at your hand. And I go on. Let me get through this. This is most wonderful. We overlook it. We read it. But we don't pay it attention. But I'm telling you, it's shot full of the promise of God. I'm telling you, it makes me want to fight. <laughs> Brother Youngberry, hallelujah. Praise God. Makes me want to, it makes me want to put on my sword and my shield. Hallelujah. Makes me want to get out on the battlefield. Hey, it makes me want to put my fighting clothes on. Makes me want to go back in the days of battle. Hallelujah. But sometimes, you know, the old men are for counsel, but the young men are for war. What I want to know, are there any young men in the house tonight that's ready for war? Is there any young men in the house that says, yeah, I'll pick up the sword. I'll pick up the shield for the weapons of my warfare they're not carnal but they're mighty through God and I'll be on the battlefield it's my inheritance he said in whom ye trusted after that you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation and whom also after that you believed you were sealed with that holy Spirit a promise, which is the earnest of your inheritance, which <laughs> until the redemption of the purchased possession. Guess what that purchased possession is? Anybody got a clue what that purchased possession is? Everybody look at me. Look at me. You're looking at me. Everybody look at your neighbor. Say, I'm looking at it. You know, I'm not talking about it. 
unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore, I also, after that, I heard of your faith in the Lord. Stand. Would you stand all on? Please be through. I'm going to read the rest of this. And I, want you, I don't want you to be left out. Hallelujah. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love to all of the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Now, I just want to stop right there. You see what that said? Read that. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. You've got inheritance that through the Holy Ghost, which is the earnest of our inheritance, the Holy Spirit of God, that Holy Ghost, it gives you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That it might give you. But you've got to apply yourself in the work in the kingdom of God. And exercise the things of godliness and righteousness by the word of God. Read. They're standing. What verse was that? Okay, that was 18. The eyes of your un- no uh, knowledge of him. Right, right. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That ye may know what is the hope of his calling. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power. Are y'all reading that? Are y'all reading that? And you're standing still. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power? What he's saying is he's given you the power that he's got and that he wants you to know and understand that part of your inheritance is that you've got power over all the power of the enemy and that you don't have to take the tuck head and you don't have to accept what the devil is trying to shovel your way. But you've got an inheritance. And it's worth fighting for. Jeremy, I'm not about to give up what I fought all these years for. What I stood for. Hey, I'm not about to give in one inch. I'm not about to acquiesce to them that want to grow facial hair. And want to do all of that other stuff. I'm telling you, I'm against it. I'm not for it. I'm telling you, what we started out with, that's what we ought to end with. Now don't let me get on the head part again. Well, if I cut off your head, everything from here up is gone. Now you can be really smart and all that stuff and, and just decipher everything away. They've been doing it for years. And what do they say? To their own hurt. And to their own destruction itself. Let me, you're standing. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from. No, he didn't go there, did he? 
when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come if in this life only we had hope in Christ we would be of all men most miserable there it is right there he's given you power by the excellence of the Holy Ghost to have power with him over all might and dominion because you received an inheritance from God and it's an inheritance worth fighting for I was going to call you by your you're my name but I can't Byron Brother Byron I'll tell you something son this is worth fighting for if you're doing it out of pressure from somebody or something I said it one time, I got I gotta say it again. You're lost. You're lost. He said, and for this call, because they received not a love for truth, he said he would send them, God would send them strong delusion. And God said, Oh yeah, he'll go for us. He said, what are you? He said, I'm a lion spirit. I'll be in the mouth of all the prophets. Oh, yeah. God said, go. You'll persuade them to go to battle so I can bring judgment on them. Far above all principality and power and might. And dominion in every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in the world to come. And hath put all things under his feet. And gave him to be head over all things to the church. Listen at the next one. The very last one it says. Which is his body. The fullness. Which is his body. The fullness of him. That filleth all in all. You are the church of the living God. You are the body of Christ. And he has poured all of what he is into the church. You are the fullness of him. He that filleth all in all. You. You got an inheritance that's worth fighting for. What I want to know got any fighters in the house. And Pastor Moore, we're not as young as we used to. We might, if the Lord tarries, we might live to be 70, 80, 90, 100. I don't know. Might not live tomorrow and God tarries. But he told me I was going to live and not die. So I'm not looking for death in this present body. I'm looking for life in this present body in Christ Jesus. I want to fulfill more of the life of Christ in this present world so I can show others. What I want to know is, have I got any help tonight? Is there anybody that wants to help? Would you come around the front? Would you sing something? Just, just whatever might go good. What I want to know is, do you think your inheritance is worth fighting for? 
Is there something about what God's given you that you think it's worth fighting for? It, have you sowed any seed that you think it might be worth fighting for? What are you going to do with the man, Jesus? What are you going to do with that Holy Spirit of promise that He's given to you? What are you going to do with your inheritance? Are you going to let it be filched away by the enemy and by the cares of this life and the deceitfulness of riches? Or are you willing to fight for your right in Christ Jesus today? I'm telling you, it's time to pick up the mantle, as so to speak, and to pick it up and begin to fight. Hey, those old brothers that went on ahead of us, they've gone on to meet their reward. But they're looking at us. For we are compassed about for, by so great a cloud of witnesses that we should lay aside every weight and the sin that should so easily beset us and run this course with patience, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I'm telling you, it's time for you to fight. It's time for you to contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. They walked across the road and they laid the people in their beds that the shadow of them would overshadow them and be healed. That's what you're a part of. That's your inheritance. Pick it up. Come on, pick up the mantle tonight. Let God be God in your life. Let God reign in your heart. Let God reign in your spirit. Speak to the enemy of your soul. Speak to your sickness. Speak to your ailments. Speak to your hurt and your pain. Tell it to get out of your body. I got the Holy Ghost. That means I got the healer in me. He lives in me. Healing lives in me. The residence of healing is in me. It's the Holy Ghost and fire. The residence of depression being kicked out and oppression and the peace of God. It lives in me. I got the Holy Ghost. It's my inheritance. I will not let it go. I will not let it go. I will not let it go. I will fight, 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 fight. And I will declare it. Come on, sometimes you got to talk to your devils. You got to talk to your enemy. You got to talk to your flesh. Well, hallelujah. Y'all remember what I said? Did I say it in here? That I that I saw that big old boulder in the road. I got out to move it. And when I got up to the boulder, I had to move myself out of the way. It was me. It's me. It's me. We have met the enemy. And sometimes, Brother Quinn, they are us. We are our own enemy. The enemy, he don't have power over you if you got the Holy Ghost. If you're a child of God, he don't have authority in your life. Don't let him have one inch. Don't let him afflict you and persecute you. But you tell him to get out and get down the road in the name of Jesus. Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Let's worship the Lord. Would you sing? Would you praise Him? Would you magnify the Lord? Would you clap your hands? Would you stomp your feet? Would you make a joyful noise? Would you do something to magnify your God and your King? Would you do something that tells Him, Hey, I love you more than anything. I want to be like you in everything that I do. I want to be a perfect picture of what you are, of your glory and your grace and your power. Oh, come on. He give you power. I give you power. Money. It's Christian race. Counted the prophecies. I stay pace with the world at my back. Sweet heaven in my view. Made up my mind, oh Lord, I'm going through. I'm going through. I'm going through. I don't care what the rest of the world's gonna do. Well, I, I made, made up my mind. Come on. Not gonna turn around. No. 
mighty man of valor. But I don't feel like it, but you are. You got the Holy Ghost. You are. Claim it. Claim it. I'm made up my mind. I ain't gonna turn around. I'm walking with Jesus. I'm going through. Yeah, I'm going through. I'm going through. I don't care. What the rest of the world gonna do? I'm made up my mind. Ain't gonna turn around. I'm going to Jesus said. I'm going through. I'm going through. Yeah, don't matter. I don't care what the rest of the world's gonna do. I'm made up my mind. Ain't gonna turn around. I'm going to Jesus said. I'm going through. I started running this Christian race. I counted the prophecies. See if I can stand the pace with the world at my back. Sweet heavens in my view, I got a made up mind, boy. I'm going through, yeah. I'm going through. I'm going through. I don't care. I don't care what the rest of the world's going to do. No, I'm made up my mind. I'm going to be Jesus' head. Somebody say, I'm going through. I'm going through. I don't care. Don't run too fast. You can't make it if you're not strong enough to last. Don't like the hind. Hey, just hold to the master's hand. You'll make it to the beach line. I'm going through. I'm going through. I don't care. I don't care what the rest of the world's gonna do. I'm in a mind. Let this mind be in you. Can't make it if you're not strong enough to last. Don't run too slow. Don't be lagging behind. Just hold to your master's hand. You'll make it to the finish line. I'm going through. Oh yeah, you will. Oh yeah, you will. Oh yeah, you will. Come on, everybody, everybody, say, I'm walking with Jesus. I'm walking with Jesus. I got my Jesus shoes. Hey, can you do it? I made up my mind. Hey, I'm going to I'm going to One more time. I'm going through. I'm going through. I don't care. I don't care what the rest of the world's gonna do. I made up my mind. I ain't turning around. Welcome to Jesus. Amen. Have you been washed? Have you been sealed? 
Amen. When you become sealed, there's nothing else can enter in. Amen. I thank God tonight I've been sealed in the Holy Ghost. We're going to just keep on preaching about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is for everybody, and everybody's got to have the Holy Ghost. And everybody's got to walk in the Holy Ghost and be led by the Holy Ghost. You can only be the Son of God is led by the Spirit of God. I want to be led by Him in the world that we're living in tonight. Let's give it up for the Lord tonight, Brother Ford. What a good job he's done. Praise God. Lord bless you tonight. You may be seated. Thank you. Amen. Word of God tonight and the touch of the Lord in our lives and our spirit. We are a blessed people. Hallelujah. With revelation and the experience that we've had in the Lord. I try to encourage others. Amen. It's an experience. Pentecost is an experience. It's not a religion. It's not man-made. It's an upper room experience that happened. It's in the Bible, Acts 2. Amen. Read about it in Acts 8 and Acts 10. Hallelujah. In Acts 19, those that had to have another experience. They had a John the Baptist experience, but they had to have another one. Amen. Praise God. Another baptism, both of water and of spirit. Amen. I'm glad to be a part of that group. Back it up with the Word of God. For it's the only thing that's unmovable and unchangeable. That's the reason everything else is changing. When you build on anything outside the Word of God, it's going to change. It's going to get worse. But I'm glad I'm in something that's unchanging tonight. This is the way it's going to look tonight. This is the way it's going to look like in 20 years from now. Amen. In 25 years and 100 years from now, if the Lord tarries. Amen. We still want to look godly. We want to still like, look like we got the Holy Ghost. We got something inside of us. We've got an experience. We got something that's going to sustain us and see us through through all the technology and all the modern times and all the changes that's taking place. There's still a resemblance. There's still a likeness. There's still anointing and a power of God and miracles and wonders and signs and babies being born. Hey, this is just being apostolic. Praise God. Telling us the apostolics is outgrowing the most all the others. Or I should say Pentecostal, but you got to be careful with that term. But anyway, amen. Everybody wants to connect with Pentecostal now. And I don't blame them, I would too. That's right, but we want the true experience of God, the power thereof. Amen, amen. All right. Brother Heath's going to come talk to us a little bit tonight. He's got a desire and a passion. We're going to try something this year. We've talked about it off and on a few times. And that's a, a Bible, a vacation Bible school, a man about to, in July, on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday night. And so he wants to kind of head this up, got some literature together, and we're going to be talking about it, looking for some volunteers and things of that nature and see how it unfolds. So we're just packing this thing up. I mean, we don't have nothing to do. Amen. We're just going to pack this thing up and be more involved in church. Amen. Involved the things associated with the house of God. Man, that's what this is all about anyway. This is how you create an excitement. This is how you cause things to come to pass. But God bless him. He's going to come. Amen. He's going to talk to us a little bit about tonight. Get some volunteers. Get you kind of directed and stirred up about it. Come on, brother. So my understanding is, is this is the first time that we've ever had this, right? Correct. So... Our church has never done this before. So I'm super, super excited. How many of you like to try new things? Raise your hands. And the ones that didn't, we'll be praying for you, okay? 
So, well, tell me, Brother Moore, when you got the Holy Ghost for the first time, was it a new experience or was it old hat? It was a new experience. And the Holy Ghost has since then given you more new experiences, right? So this is what this is about, is about the Holy Ghost. It's about spreading the Word of God to our community. This is not your normal VBS. How many have ever been to a VBS before? Okay, I was raised Baptist. We believe in our VBSs in the Baptist world, okay? So I'm just telling you, I have been through some vacation Bible schools, okay? I have put on some vacation Bible schools, and this is going to be nothing like any of those, all right? This is going to be something new, something fresh, something to look forward to, all right? So don't think that this is for kids only. If you've got that in your mind and you think that it's just for kids, I am sorry to disappoint you. Okay? Maybe next time we can have it just for the kids. All right? So kids is important. So youth and kids, stand up. Stand up. If you're a youth or a kid, if you're a youth at heart, just sit down and you can just raise your hand, okay? So I have heard this statement many times growing up, okay? Have y'all ever heard the statement that the kids is the church of the future? Have y'all ever heard that? That is not a correct statement either. Where are these kids at? They are the church of now. Do you know who the church of tomorrow is? Them out there that are not in here. That is the church of tomorrow. So this is an event to reach the church of tomorrow. Yes, it's for us too. But the purpose, the goal is to reach others. To be a light in this community. How many, how many people, show of hands, has Facebook? It's mostly the younger folks, in case y'all didn't realize that. Young, sit down. Young, sit down. I'm sorry. So, <clears throat> when was the last time any of us that had Facebook invited somebody to church on Facebook? When was the last time that we've announced that, that we were having service on Facebook? I can tell you that I have never done that, and I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed that I haven't tried that, okay? So this is a community-wide, and we're going to, um, I'm working with Brother Josh. He's going to uh, get us something so that we can um, run it through Brother Moore and, and post on Facebook, inviting people to church. Is that Okay. I'm putting him on the spot. I'm sorry. We won't post anything on our Facebooks that Brother Moore is not an uh, acceptance of, okay? Um, because it's under his, under his authority. Everything is going to be under his authority. Um, and uh, so the other thing is, is that there will be something at VBS for everybody, Something at VBS for everybody to do and for everybody to be a part of. So I have talked to Brother Moore. We are going to do an adult class 
Um, so this will be a three-day Bible study um, for even the adults that are not helping with VBS, okay? So I have never, I had never heard of that until, um, well, it's been a few years now, but um, that uh, there are churches that do adult classes, so this is not completely out there in left field. Uh, some of y'all are looking at me like, what? <laughs> but um, uh, we do have uh, anybody that wants to help and wants to be a part, please come see us. Um, uh, Judy's got a sign-up sheet, and then uh, our, you can see Sister Mel. They're going to be the two that are going to be helping get us organized with our uh, volunteers. So I do encourage everybody that... Um, would like to do, we have things that needs to be done beforehand. We have things that needs to be done during. And there'll be things that'll be needed to be done afterwards. Okay? So there is stuff for everybody to do. So I am super excited about this. I can't wait. Um, we are going to, it's, it's great material. Um, everybody's going to learn so much. We have got a couple of great speakers that are going to come and speak. Um, we have a Dr. Crew and Dr. Donald Fillmore, world-renowned Dr. Donald Fillmore, okay? And so let me just tell you, they are going to be, they're a blast. And so I'm so looking forward to hearing from them. Um, and uh, I, I believe that everybody will have a great time. So um, please spread the word that we're going to have this. We want the place packed out. All right? So that's all I got. And let me correct something. We haven't had it since I've been pastoring. She informed me we have had it way back, but it's, that's how long ago it's been. So, so it's going to be like we've never had it, all right? So we're looking forward to it. We're going to see what's going to happen. Hey, and the bottom line, folks, we're trying to get this message out. And, and you know what? Let's, you know, let's plan it in the heart of the children, whoever. Whoever's willing to hear it, wants to hear it, wants to experience it. Folks, this world is, is, is tilting into an area and a place they needing something genuine. Okay? God's setting the stage. What you and I need to do is respond and do what we can to help them to experience Jesus Christ and the fullness of the Holy Ghost. Okay? All right. Birthdays. Got any birthdays? Right, he knows what to do. Let's sing. Let's give him a good hand tonight. Amen.
right. Man, God's good, isn't he? All the time. All right, let's stand. Anniversaries, okay, okay, I'm sorry, we do have one. I was waiting on, I never seen one, so I said, well, we don't have one, but we do. <laughs> All right, Brother Jeremy's sister Mallory, let's sing it to them. right. Give them a good hand tonight. All right. Don't forget tonight is the last night. If you're going to order any of the Linda's chocolates for Mother's Day, please uh, make contact with Sister Madison or Brother Josh tonight so they'll know how many to order. All right. Okay. Appreciate you. Love you tonight. L let me say this. All that's done uh, that's registered, and you got your youth registered, and uh, get with me tonight. I need to know, and especially some, we're going to, the reimbursing and all that, we need that to be taking place, okay? So if you would get with me, we need to make sure everybody's done it. If you hadn't, you need to be doing it now. We're not going to wait to the last second and then try to push things, and, you know, we're not going to do it. You've got plenty of time. We start in the first day, April the 17th, so it should done be done. And but we need to know, you know, the others so we can get you in reimbursed and get it set up. All right. OK, God bless you. Appreciate you.